So this week, we have the honor to have a guest with us. Um, Michael and Alex are away at the moment, but I'm sitting in front of one of the most inspirational people in my life. And I say that full force and with full heart because I started coming here about 14 and a half, almost 15 years ago, which doesn't seem like it's been that long. No, it doesn't. And um, she is somebody who has took me under her wing when I first got here as a, as youth, and we've been through a lot together. And now I'm getting to sit here in front of Miss Kim Franklin mm-hmm. and speak on this subject. And anxiety is a very sensitive subject. Yes, it is. Very sensitive, and it's nothing to uh, shy away from because you don't want to avoid the subject. Because right. if you avoid it, then you just act like it's not there. And one of the things, and the main reason we wanted to have Kim on is because she has a ministry, a mountaintop mindset ministry. And if you haven't had a chance to look that up and listen to that, please go and look at that on Facebook. She actually has a conference coming up. We talked about it a couple episodes ago that you've got to make sure you make it to. And I'll let her talk about that in a minute. Um, But we wanted to bring you on here and just ask you a couple questions about how you've handled anxiety and how how you have experienced it and what you've done to overcome it. Okay. Uh, well, it started, the worst part started back in 2008. Uh, we went through an ordeal, I guess you would say, and um, I started having a lot of anxiety and Stephan actually diagnosed me with PTSD. And from that point, it just kept getting worse. Um, the thing that, I mean, it's like, if you've never been there, you have no clue. You have no clue what you what what people are going through. My husband, um, he had a hard time dealing with me when I was going through my anxiety and the depression and the things that followed there. Um, but he went through a surgery and he had to take some medication that caused him to have anxiety. And he was like, you know, on the edge, won't do read me scriptures, Kim, do this, do that. You know, we got to get to prayer meeting. <laughs> Okay, Rick, and uh, <laughs> you know he he was like coming out of his skin just for a few hours, and he was like, "Is that what you deal with?" And I was like, "That's exactly what I deal with every single day," you know, and and he come to have a greater understanding. It's not about being weak-minded. It's not about not having enough faith. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. Some people they have chemical imbalances. I did have. Uh, did go through that as well um, with the chemical imbalance. Um, some people just emotional traumas that's happened. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. Medications. Um, well, and anytime you go and have a procedure or, or whether it be um, surgical or you know outpatient or something, it affects your body and it affects your chemicals and therefore mm-hmm. will cause anxiety. Um, you just have to I had to do, what I had to do was once I went to the right doctor, he was able to run some tests to find out about the chemical reactions in the body and what I was missing, and he was able to um, help get that under control. But the biggest thing that I did was when I started, you know, I kept praying because I'm like, God, this is, I'm in ministry. I'm preaching the gospel. I cannot live in fear. I cannot live like this this is not what you've called me to do you know there were days especially in the dark depression days where i didn't want to get out of bed 
-hmm. I'd look out the window and I would look at, and I'm just like, well, the day's passing by again. Didn't care. But then when God started really dealing with me and I started grasping his word, not that I didn't know it, I knew it all the time. I knew it, it kept coming. But he gave me that word not being a victim mm -hmm. that's the big thing and on mountaintop mindset ministries it's a um we have a page on facebook we post a lot of stuff on there and then we have this support group which is a private group you can join and we have uh different people that are ministers um moderators um different churches it's just not it's not just you know one church or anything and there's devotions every single day that we do and um, people share their experiences and their testimonies and their requests and when they're feeling down you got all these I mean, it's over 1700 members and they're just like coming on there one after the other backing people up you know saying I know how you feel and that's that's the thing is finding somebody that knows what you're feeling because mm -hmm. I mean I'll never forget when I was going through all that and and uh I can't remember who it was, but this lady came up to me and she said, the sun's going to shine again. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm feeling. I'm in the dark. Mm -hmm. I'm in the dark, you know. And um, But the Lord gave me the don't be a victim. That's the hardest part is where you have to make yourself get up and go when you're in the, that depression. And, and when you start feeling that anxiety that's coming on you and you just like, you feel like you're coming out of your skin. You need to do something. Right. I think that's where I know that I messed up because when that starts coming on, you, you don't want to do, you don't want to go, you want to stay, you know. You want to get secluded. You do, you do. And that's that's a trick of the enemy right there because he wants to isolate us. And if he can isolate us, then he's got us because we were meant to need each other. You know, and we need that support, and we need to encourage one another, and especially when you've got a support group or um, people that's been there to help you through, that makes a difference. I've, I've had to learn, especially like if I'm having a really bad day at work and my anxiety is getting the best of me, I could easily go home, right. be by myself, and just just be alone. But then I've I've caught myself when I'm having those days, I like call up somebody and be like you know can I come over just just so I'm not okay. alone and then if we're you know having fun and just fellowship and then that kind of anxiety could just yeah, manage just to dismiss it does it does um, and doing something for somebody else is always right always a, a good thing because somebody else is there's someone out there worse than you they're feeling worse than what you're going through you know um, and you can help them, and helping them, that, that makes a difference. Or just, you know, getting up, cleaning the house, doing something to get your mind clear. That's the biggest thing is the mind, it's a mind game. And the devil will use that, throw thoughts in there, and then you're just constantly, well, look what's happening here. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, mm -hmm. you know? It completely consumes you that you've got to do something to get your mind clear. And sitting there saying... I'm not going to think about that what if. I'm not going to think about that what if. I'm not going to think that you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. so you've got to replace that. The best thing to do is with scriptures, obviously. But, um, you know, we don't expect you to sit around and read 
Bible all day long, you know. Right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, God wants, He created us to live a life, to live it abundantly here and eternally hereafter. So that's what He wants us to have that joy. He wants us to live the life He has for us, but we shrink back. Right. That's what that's the enemy's goal is to shrink us back. But we have to push through the feelings. You can't go by your feelings. I know. Lord Jesus. It's another thing that, that I've learned and I keep I preach all the time. Do not go by your feelings because your feelings are going to lead you wrong. Uh, and they change. They always change. Um, I'm not going to talk about how much. <laughs> we won't go there. But um, yeah, they always change. And, and there was a time during that depression, it was about eight months, that I went through... Um, and I could not feel God. My anxiety was going to have me on all these medications, and um, I prayed, but I felt like they were bouncing off the ceiling. I would, uh, I didn't want to be around anybody. I couldn't take care of my children. Um, they were young at that time. Um, my mom, my sister, and my husband would come home and check on me. Uh, at times just to make sure I was still alive. Um, it was that bad. It was that bad. Um, but Sister Cookie Swanson come by. I love her. I know. She was precious. She's like, Kim, I know where you are and you got to get you got to get up, girl. <laughs> she said, you got to get up. Get your mind off something, you know. And, and she got me into reading books and stuff, tried to get my mind calmed down and that kind of thing, you know. But the biggest thing thing and I tell people all the time through um, the mountain mindset support group is you have to make yourself get up you have to make yourself go and you have to decide you don't want to be a victim to the anxiety you don't want to be a victim of the fear you don't want to be a victim of the trauma or the heartache because um, you can allow yourself if you're comfortable with the attention I'm just so down and my anxiety's up and you know that can be addictive, too. Mm, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. That can be addictive, too. Um, but just not allowing yourself to be addictive. How do you do that? You get up. You get going. You get uh, in the Word. Know that He's with you. He said, even if you can't feel me, I am with you. I'm with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. Even when you can't feel Him, He is right there. And He's always been there. Right. And, and just because it may be dark and it may be cloudy and it may be foggy right now does not mean that the sun's not going to pierce through. Say the fog does not eliminate the existence of the sun. Neither does our anxiety and our fear eliminate the existence of our God who is right there beside us. I'm using that later. <laughs> I'm using that later. I like that. That's really good. You, you touched on a, actually two subjects a second ago because okay. the fact that you're a minister, A, and B, you go, just because you have anxiety doesn't mean that you aren't connected with God. Right. So speak a little bit on the fact for those people because everybody has anxiety. Anxiety and depression is no respective person. Right. But when you're in leadership or when you're in ministry, I feel personally that you can get fought a little bit harder on that aspect because you are leading those into worship, whether it be singing, whether it be preaching. Mm -hmm. But speak to those ministers or leaders that are in this church or any church that's listening to this that deal with that anxiety, knowing that 
you are not doing wrong necessarily no. because you have that you deal with this. No, no. Uh, anxiety, the fear, all that has nothing to do with uh, your salvation, your uh, calling. The enemy uses these things. He uses our physical bodies, chemicals, the emotions against us. And as ministers, whether leading in worship or preaching or whatever, um, you're going to be fought, but you have that much more pressure. And a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves that doesn't need to be there. Mm -hmm. um, I find myself, I mean, I still get nervous every time I get up to preach. I feel like, yeah, I'm just going to fall on my face. But as soon as I step in the pulpit, you know, God just really moves. And he's like, okay, Kim, calm down. I got this, you know. <laughs> um, and he, he's never failed me. Uh, but the, I do believe ministers are struggling so, so much with this. Not only do they have to worry with their personal problems, their situations, their families, but they have to worry about the church. They worry about the service. They uh, being just being there, just being there. That that that's hard. You can't be mm -hmm. everywhere at one time, and you can't. Okay, so that I think that anxiety and that fear and that depression is attacking our ministers and our leaders, like you said. But the again. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say the best way to deal with that is like almost when I was went through all that stuff, I didn't want to come to church. I didn't want to be here. But when I decided I didn't want to be a victim anymore, I made myself get up. I made myself come to church. I made myself worship even though I couldn't feel God, even though um, I didn't want to. It's a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice of praise. And with each sacrifice praise and each um, moment of surrender, you get closer and closer as God starts moving. And, he, you know, with, with the leading in worship and stuff, once you get up there and you start worshiping God, not worrying about leading them to worship, but you worship, they follow. Mm -hmm. You know? I know you've experienced that. <laughs> Every day. Yes, yes, yes. Every day I get up there. Yes. But it, it, and there's nothing to be ashamed of to have anxiety. Nothing to be ashamed of at all. And, and we been, went so long without talking about it. It was the thing you didn't talk about. You swept it under the rug. Always. Always. Me and Alex talked about that a little bit. It's just about there's nothing wrong with going to see a counselor. Oh, no. There's nothing wrong with going to the doctor if he puts you on medicine. It's just there's been a stigmatism that mm -hmm. anxiety is weak. Right. And it's not, that's not the case. Right. And a lot of times that comes from people, unfortunately, who have never dealt right. with anxiety. So if you've never felt it, then of course you're going to have a recollection that everybody says, nah, that's, right. that's for the weak-minded. But well, that's what my husband said. He said, yeah, that's what he told me um, when he went through that little few hours of anxiety. <laughs> that he's like, Kim, I thought, I really thought you were just weak-minded. She thinks, <laughs> you know, and he's like, but you got, you're, you're stronger. You're strong to be, have to go through that, you know, and uh, so it kind of changed his, his view on it. And, and here's the other thing I like at the medication. I still take medication for anxiety, nothing like really strong or anything, but I also take, um, my doctor works with uh, herbal supplements and natural supplements as well. So I don't you know, need to take the other stuff. But um, God gave us doctors, and he uses different 
methods of mm-hmm. healing. And sometimes it may come in the form of a little pill or whatever to help us to take the edge off. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, I look at it as a sustaining miracle. He gave them the ability to help us in that way, and it just adds to what uh, he made us to be, if you will. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And, speak, and speaking with somebody like a counselor, there's nothing wrong with that because, I mean, Mm-mm. I've been talking with somebody for the past yes. couple months because all well, that's been going on, especially with COVID and losing right, my dad. Right. And, I mean, just getting back into where I'm supposed to be is right. just like I needed somebody that was not a friend. Right. That had, pro- that had professional, godly advice. Right to sit down and talk with and if you need somebody find somebody yeah because i mean just having that outlet absolutely i did too it, it's it's beneficial it is it is i i, I love my um psychiatrist um he had that help he was a good christian man helped me get back on track on things and um but we do have uh, counselors that work with our mountaintop mindset support group as well that we can hook people up with and then they'll do video uh, conferencing with them. We have life coaches um, that have helped many people. But sometimes you just have to get things out because mm-hmm. the more you hold them in, the worse it gets and your mind goes really crazy. But speaking it out just does something totally, I mean, it, it's a release. Mm-hmm. You have to release it, you know, so trying to hold everything in. If you don't have an outlet, I mean, some people work out, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, hey, when he when he starts getting edgy, I tell him to go to the gym, <laughs> go work out, Rick. You know, um, some work out, some you know go bike riding, they hike, they do all these things. You know, um, just releasing, just finding a way to release, even if it's going out and screaming in the woods. I'll take a ride down the road and just start like right. singing, like top of my lungs in, in the car. Just, yes. I mean, just something that I've got to. To let out. Right. Yeah, I do. In my car, I'm, I pray all the time and stuff. And if I'm really mad, you know, or upset, me and God have a real conversation. <laughs> I usually end up crying at the end of it, you know, because he was giving me back what I gave him. But still, you know, he keeps me in check. But the, the fact is, he doesn't change. His word doesn't change. His promises do not change. It's us. Right. So even though we feel out of control, we have to remember he's in control. And he's not going to let anything happen to us or to our families or anything else that he can't handle and that he won't give us the strength to handle. Is that what Paul said when um, said, when I am weak, I am strong? Well, when we're weak, when we're, our anxieties are taking control, when... Our life feels out of control. It's just saying rest. Because when you've done all you can do, I'm going to come in and my strength's going to rest on you. Mm. And that's how you're going to get through. That's good. Yeah. It's all <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, conference coming up. It is in September. Let me look at the dates for sure. Um, 
We've actually had to put it off twice because of COVID, and we are not going to put it off again. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, I was right. Okay, 17th and 18th, September 17th and 18th. It will be here at South Carolina Church of God. Um, we're going to have uh, lots of different worship. We have going to have classes on Saturday. So Friday night will be like the opening session, and we'll have um, worship service. We'll be preaching, we'll be singing, and um, all that. We'll have actually a dessert social afterwards, um, so everybody can kind of hang out, and people who have been struggling with anxiety and or other issues can actually connect. Mm-hmm. We'll have um, some vendors here um, with different things that um, might interest them as far as interest people like the essential oils and um, what else? I forgot all that. Well, there'll be um, well some that'll be selling uh, different things, but some that have vitamins and uh, things like that. And the counselors will have their session or their table set up as well that we'll have open. And then on Saturday, um, we'll come in. We'll actually have workshops all day. So um, we'll have sessions for those that need to overcome depression, um, those that are in abusive relationships um, or have suffered abusive relationships, uh, those suffering with thoughts of suicide. Um, the young people will have some sessions for them on dealing with the pressures that they're going under and the teen suicidal rates. Um, and, and all the instructors for each class um, are all very well educated. Uh, and and they will be able to, they'll be about you know 45 minutes maybe and we'll do that from like 10 to 2 we'll have lunch here and then we'll end with a great big um, service on Saturday night deliverance service on Saturday night um, the cost is $25 uh, just to help cover all the cost of everything and they can uh, sign up or register get tickets online Eventbrite it's on there it's on Facebook um, but they can read more about it as well to see exactly who all is coming. I know Deb Snodgrass is one of our life coaches, um, and she will be here. She'll be one of our um, counselors on on uh, hand during the weekend, and so will Bonnie Stanifer, um, great woman of God. We'll have Cynthia Stitt, who um, will be here, who has, deals with abuse. Um, she has dealt with it. She's written several books. And uh, she also helps in Gaston County uh, with situations uh, and people that need help. Now, I'm talking about anxiety that comes over you. There's also panic attacks um, that come with that. And if you've never had a panic attack, then you have no idea what that person's going through that experiences those. Um, it's just an overwhelming sense of fear and sudden danger or imminent danger um, that comes over you that really just paralyzes you in that moment uh, in fear. Um, you, you, some people, when it comes on so strong, you just you can't move, you can't do anything. Uh, you can't hardly talk or can't hardly breathe. It just hits you so hard, and it can last for several minutes um, or even up to hours at times. Uh, I have experienced those as well in my past, and 
it's it's horrible experience and you know the only way to really get through a panic attack is really to have someone there with you but then to breathe deeply and try to refocus your mind um, a lot of times just getting yourself to move and do something else helps um, but sometimes you can't do that uh, I immediately you know pray obviously and try to breathe through it and to redirect those feelings um, the main thing is reassuring yourself and whoever is with you reassuring you that God has you and nothing bad is going to happen um, that you're going to get through it um, this of course is something that that you will have to work through uh, and God can deliver immediately from these panic attacks and anxieties and fear um, he has done it I've seen him do it I've had him do it in my life you know but sometimes there are things that you have to work through sometimes God doesn't just um, give you deliverance in that moment or all at one time sometimes it's a process and we have to learn through that process how to survive and how to thrive God did not create us just to survive just to get through he created us to thrive in this life and in order to do that we have to learn how to deal with attacks from the enemy we have to learn to deal with our anxieties and our fears and our emotions and how to get past these things some some of this stuff is just literally just life happening to us and with life becomes the fear and the anxieties and with life comes moments that just you know take us for a whirlwind if you will um, but we have to learn how to cope with those and how to get through those in moments like God created us to and in order to do that we have to know his word we have to know his word we have to know his word memorize those victory verses keep uh, walking and the main things keep moving forward you may have setbacks you know there may be days where you don't want to get out of the bed and, and you don't you pull the covers over your head and you you lose that day uh, but the next day get up and try again and try to move forward and keep moving forward keep um, quoting those Bible promises keep praying even if it feels like the prayers are bouncing off the ceiling he hears you he's right there with you he's probably even closer to you in those moments than he ever is you just can't feel him due to things that are going on in your body and in your mind and in your emotions um, but he is there with you he said he would never leave us nor forsake us we just have to know that you have to know that I can't stress that enough there's times in this life when you are not going to feel his presence there's times in these in this life that you are not going to be aware that he is there that you're gonna feel all alone but you're not 
you're not. The fact is, God is there. The fact is, God is holding you. The fact is, God will not let you suffer alone. He is there with you. He is there. Just have to know that. It is a fact. Not an assumption. A fact. He's with you. And just lean into him. And know without a doubt he is there. And keep pressing forward. Uh, we hope we, you will join us for our Mountaintop Mindset Conference coming up. Um, we've uh, entitled it Unmask, which was originally Take Off the Mask Conference. We had scheduled a year ago, but COVID kind of took care of that. We've had to postpone it twice, but we're going to go forward with it this year. Um, in September 17th and 18th, um, we have uh, special guests that will be with us uh, in the services uh, Friday night and Saturday night. We have, um, I'll be bringing the message both nights. Uh, we will have uh, <coughs> Kim Silvers from Whittier Church of God ministering in drama, Chesney White. Uh, quartet ministering in song uh, and sprinkle from china grove church of god uh, will be leading praise and worship with her team uh, adrian franklin will be there ministering in song we'll have anita lingerfeld will be with us uh, ministering uh, in devotions and prayer and it's just going to be a great time we'll have some other um, drama teams and, and different singers coming in that will bless your soul during the services. But what we're really excited about uh, is Saturday during the day uh, from 10 to 2, I think it is, we'll have workshops. And we have uh, special guests coming to lead those works workshops that will help answer your questions um, in different areas. We have... Uh, counselors and mentors, life coaches that will be directing these workshops, um, how to get through divorce, um, unmasking hurt and uh, abuse, uh, unmasking uh, depression and oppression, I'll say, for um, partners that have loved ones going through depression will have workshops on how uh, they can deal with it for them and, and give them ideas on how to help uh, them through that. My husband will be leading that. He's learned a lot through all of uh, my stuff and my baggage, so uh, he'll be able to do that as well. And then we will have um, vendors there that will be available throughout uh, the weekend uh, to offer you some sales and things, you know, that uh, you might be interested in and things that possibly could help you along the way. Uh, we'll have a dessert social on Friday night after service, and we will have lunch provided on Saturday. Uh, and you will get a T-shirt and a goodie bag, and uh, there will be lots of prizes to get as well. Tickets are $25, and you can get those uh, through our events on Facebook or on Eventbrite. I hope you can join us.
in dealing with anxiety and depression and the PTSD that, that I went through, I look back and, you know, pretty much that, that time of, um, the big depression, the, the time that I was really, uh, isolated and in a dark place and couldn't get out, uh, that lasted for eight months. And I can remember not realizing how bad it was for me, um, but everyone else could see. And they would, you know, pray for me and uh, try to lift me up, come see me. And I just, I could not see anything. I, I really couldn't. It was just, just so dark. And uh, I had lost a lot of weight. I was down to skin and bones. And things were, were just kind of spinning out of control, looking for ways to die by accident, if you will. Uh it was just a horrible, horrible place, and I remember my cousin came in from Tennessee for Easter, and uh, I went over, did the family things, and, and tried to spend some time with her, what my strength would allow, but she could tell, and it, it, well, I wasn't the same, it wasn't me. And when she went to leave, I remember mom telling me that she just broke down and didn't want to leave because she didn't think she would see me alive again. And when mom told me that, it kind of brought me to my senses. And, you know, it was then that I decided that I, I really needed to get help. I really needed to change. And the only way to do that was to get help. And so that Easter Sunday at church, I prayed and we took communion and I, I could not, I normally help serve, but I couldn't do it um, because I was shaking. Uh, I was shake. Uh, really bad, kind of like a person with Parkinson's, um, and so I could not be a part of the serving, and I remember my friend sitting beside me had to hold my juice so that I wouldn't spill it, but as I took that communion that morning, I had made up my mind that things were going to change, and uh, I, I told God, you know, I'm taking this communion. This is not the way that you created me to live. I know that there's more and I need to change. As so I took that communion and I went home, uh, well, and I told God, you know, heal me or kill me. I just can't live like this anymore. And uh, I went home and got out all my medications that doctors had given me. Uh, there was one over the other, you know, they have they just write a script sometimes for whatever you want. And uh, so I, at home, took out all my medicines, threw them away. And God healed me. He began that healing right then. Things immediately started to change. My appetite came back. Uh, my strength and energy came back. 
Uh, I still had a ways to go uh, with the anxiety and, and getting out of the depression completely. But that was the beginning, you know, and um, I started writing um, verses, uh, just different, what we call victory verses to, you know, uh, help us remind we have victory through Christ and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Um, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Um, that, uh, he will never leave us nor forsake us, you know. Verses like that, I printed them out and put them all over my house. And um, as I did that, every time I walked into a room that had a verse of, I would speak the verse out loud. Uh, and I did that for three purposes. Um, one, to remind myself of the scriptures and the promises that God has offered us. Two, to remind God of his promises to me. Not that he needed to be reminded, but it helps to speak them out loud and proclaim them. And third, to remind the devil that he didn't have me and that he was not going to win. And so that was the beginning and the, uh, of my turnaround. And through all that, I did come up with... Um, a five-step process that I believe God gave me to get out from under that fear and anxiety and depression. And in those five steps, you have, first of all, you have to decide not to be a victim. Don't be a victim. That was my first step there with um, the encounter with my cousin and that uh, first step of had making up my mind I was not going to stay there that I was going to do something I had to do something to get out to go forward that was the first step don't be a victim don't allow yourself to continue in that mode of victim being the victim in everything um, secondly was to press on no more stinking thinking Press on, no more stinking thinking. You had to, to start um, changing your self-talk instead of, oh, I don't know when I'm going to get out of this, and I'm miserable, and all this stuff, which, which I would speak about to myself all the time, uh, how bad things were. I had to change my self-talk. had to start uh, speaking the promises. That's where those verses came in, um, speaking the promises over my life, and uh, knowing that God would come through for me and that I would see the sunshine again, that it was going to end. So no more I can't, no more uh, I won't or uh, this is horrible life. You start looking for the blessings and you speak those blessings over your life. Start looking for the good and not the bad. The third one step that I took was um, put a praise on it. I nevertheless praise. Praise God no matter what is going on, no matter what you feel. The Bible says that we have to sacrifice a praise. And that's uh, what I did. Look for the blessing. Stop looking at everything that is going on around you. Stop looking at the fear. Stop uh, giving in to the fear and the anxiety. And start looking around for what God has 
has given you all the blessings you're alive you're breathing you're able to move you're able to have a family that loves you you have a church family that's praying for you you have uh, friends that you can count on you have all these blessings you have a place to live you have all these things that God's blessed you with and yet we get in those spots where all we can think about and all that we can see is the fear and the anxiety and the depression but we have to find a way to find a nevertheless praise. Praise God anyhow. Lord, I don't feel like praising you today, but I'm going to praise you anyhow. God, I may not feel like looking to you today and feel like worshiping, but I'm going to worship you anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to praise you in spite of my circumstances. I'm going to praise you in spite of how I feel. I'm going to praise you because you deserve it and you are worthy despite of my circumstances, in spite of my feelings. You deserve the glory. You deserve the praise. And you praise no matter what. Find a praise and praise God to push through. The fourth step is don't hold back. Don't hold back. There are parts of our lives that, especially when we get into those situations and those dealing with the fears and anxieties that we hide from people. We hide them from people. We don't want them to know that we suffer with that. We don't want them to know that that's our weakness. But we don't have to hide it from God. He knows every single part of us. He knows every fiber of our being, and he knows every thought, every struggle that we go through. But it is up to us to allow God to minister to the hidden places, to the places we've covered up and we've pushed down for years and years and years. It could have been something that has been done to you um, physically or mentally, emotionally in the past. It could be... Um, anything, maybe something you've done in the past that you can't get over and that you keep pushing down. But we have to come to the point where we allow God to minister to the hidden places, the secret places, and we just say, God, I'm not holding back. I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to surrender to you every part of my being, every part of my mind, every part of my heart. I'm giving it to you, and I'm not holding it back. Heal it, Father. Please heal me. I'm not holding back. I'm going to go out all out for you. This is my chance to turn around and go full out for you, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm not holding back any part of myself, of my praise, of my thoughts, of my feelings, of my past, of my present, of my future. It's all yours. Don't hold back. And the last thing and the last step that I believe is very important in total victory, and that is get provoked to action. Get provoked. Listen, you did not get in the place that you are by choice. You did not choose to be anxious. You did not choose to fear. You did not choose to be depressed. Okay? The enemy brought this on you, and he's the one to blame. It's time to get angry 
at the devil and to start fighting back. You need to get provoked. How dare you touch my life in this way? How dare you come to me in this manner and put these things in my life and pull me away from my family and pull me away from my work and pull me away from my friends? How dare you, devil, and start pushing back, pushing back. Get serious about it and start pushing back. Get provoked to action, to do something, anything. Do something. Don't just sit around and accept this as your life. It's not what God wants for you. It's not what his plan is for you. This is not your destiny to live in a dark place. It is not your destiny to be afraid all the time. It is not your destiny to be anxious. God has more for you. And all he's doing is waiting on you to allow him to work the miracle. So I'm asking you today to look past your feelings, look past your circumstances, look down deep, and let God change your life. Go ahead and begin the process. Go ahead and begin the steps. And you will see victory in the name of the Lord. During our conference, we'll also have sessions for teenagers. Um, they deal with a lot nowadays with bullying and uh, cyberbullying. And they go through depression, uh, teenage depression, and suicide is at an all-time high. Um, so we will have Devin and Kaylin English from Destiny Church with us that will be heading up the sessions uh, for them. Um, we also have sessions for parents who are dealing with children who are suffering from depression. So you don't want to miss this. So we hope you'll come out and join us. Kim, thank you so much for sitting down and just spewing your wisdom on this <laughs> on this subject. Uh, but seriously, guys, um, speaking to everybody from youth to seasoned, if you have, if especially if you're in the youth and you're not, if you don't go to South Coast Church of God, first come to South Coast Church of God. But um, if you need a youth group yes. and you need a support group and you need those people that's going to be there for you. We've got one here. Okay. If you have your own church, you have your own church. I'm not trying to right, send anybody right, away from right. their own church. But if you don't and you're listening, please come visit. Yeah. Please make sure you go and get your tickets for our, um, I said our, That's for the Mountaintop Mindset um, conference coming up. And once again, thank you. Yeah, and we hope this blesses, we hope this blesses somebody and just they get the information that they need and maybe some relief. Yeah, reach out if you Y'all reach out if you, you need anything. Hit me up on Mount Top Mindset. Hit me up on Facebook. I have been known to show up on doorsteps. <laughs> Somebody's going to be knocking at your door before the, before the end of this is over. But uh, we'll be back next week, um, hopefully with another guest. we got a couple more episodes of this series, and we're going to wrap it up. But thank you again for your listening, for your support. Uh, make sure you share this on all your social media sites, and we'll see you again next week.